0: Oh, say Yeah
1: folks. Jill Scott. How are you going to get up there and say the most stupidest thing I ever heard in my entire life, thinking that what you're doing is going to benefit black Americans like me? That little bullshit national anthem that doesn't that doesn't represent that doesn't represent and it doesn't mean that's for black folks okay, Whitney Houston done it better. Whitney Houston is turning in her grave right now because of that bullshit you pulled. You ought to be a damn shame of yourself. Take your ass back to them Hollywood mansion parties. Peace. Peace.
2: Guys, so once again, we got to talk about another ungrateful woke revolutionary who should probably pack their bags and leave this country. But they won't do it, despite the fact that they claim that they hate this country because they're benefiting from selling victimhood and oppression to people in this country. They're getting rich off of it by pretending to be oppressed. And we have to talk about no other than Jill Scott, who most of you guys probably don't know who she is maybe you do maybe you don't she's an r&b singer who in my opinion is not best known for her actual singing what i know her for is her live imitation of kamala harris with a mic okay if you guys don't know what i'm talking about you can look it up okay jill scott and mike okay just search that on t- twitter you will see exactly what i'm talking about. The video is too inappropriate for me to play on YouTube, but that is what I think she's known for, okay? Her mouth skills, okay? Which, again, is, you know, they seem to be very impressive, right? More impressive than her singing skills. (laughs) But uh, with that being said, we got to talk about this story because she decided that it would be a good idea to butcher the national anthem, okay? She actually... Redid the national anthem with different lyrics lyrics that should be offensive to every american in which she basically tries to tell a story of victimhood okay now she did this doing a live performance on stage and she basically blasted america by changing the national anthem so we have a 10 million dollar slave here guys who won't leave the country right because that's exactly what she should do she should pack up her bags and leave the country, right? Pack up your bags and leave the country. You got $10 million. This is not the land of the free, okay? This is the home of the slave, okay? So take your slaving ass to another country, okay? Africa is probably where you want to go since you probably don't like whites, okay? Go to Africa and see how free you can be, right? I hope you don't like people of the same sex, right? Because if you go to Uganda, that's probably not going to work out too well for you, Okay? I'm just saying, I'm sick and tired of the disrespect toward this country, right, from these woke revolutionaries, okay, they want to kneel for the national anthem, which is disrespectful, they want to replace the national anthem with a whole nother song, the black national anthem, and then they want to take the original national anthem, and then they want to butcher it and tell a, a victimhood slash oppression story, okay, again, being sung by a black woman, okay, she got a couple of Finney stones of wokeness here right? She got a couple victimhood points. She's singing this song. Okay. And she's worth $10 million. Okay. She is quite literally the embodiment of the American dream in terms of the opportunities that are provided to everybody in this country, but she doesn't seem to appreciate these opportunities. Okay. She doesn't appreciate it. So again, my question is, why are you here? If you're so oppressed, if you're such a slave, why are you here? go to Africa, oh wait, I forgot. If she goes to Africa, she still has to deal with the fact that her ancestors were slaves, right? They weren't just slaves in the United States. They're also slaves in Africa because Africans enslaved so-called black people first, okay? And they sold them to the white man. So before you were a slave to the white man, you were a slave to the African man. So if you go back over to Africa, you gotta deal with the reality that, hey, at one point your ancestors were probably slaves in Africa too,
0: okay? The level of disrespect Joe Scott had for our entire country is beyond me. I don't know if she's ever been outside of any other, uh, outside of the United States, or if she's ever been in any other countries, or if she's heard stories from other countries, but we are truly blessed to be in the country of America. Once again, America does not have the best history whatsoever, but no one else does. But we have been working as a whole, slowly but surely, to improve the state of our country. But as the black community continues to just sit there and stay stagnant and actually backtrack and they're now just they're going backwards from what we've been improving from, it's absolutely disgusting. Somebody needs to research on who all contributed to building this country. Goodness. I finally found him. You the dude who every time someone come up
1: to me and they say, well, my one black friend is fine with it. He doesn't seem to mind. It's you. You're the dude I gotta find. And whatever set you rep, because you the one Who's putting a battery in all of these loose-leaf-pewed individuals' backs whenever someone tries to have a legitimate conversation about what
0: goes on? Good to know.
3: Boy, child, I almost broke my goddamn leg running out here so fast. It is too early for y'all to be on some bullshit. The only disrespect is the disrespect you had for the queen. "'Oh, say, can you see that the blood in the streets does not smile on you, colored child?' "'See, what you did there was really coon egg "'You supposed to grow a shell from what she said. "'You supposed to get some tough skin. "'You turned into a coon's egg. "'I have no idea what you seen wrong with the song. "'I actually am baffled that you as a black man. "'Where have you been?' Sweet Cyrus was just unalive for stealing a water bottle he didn't even have. But can you say, little colored child, by the blood in your streets, that they smile upon you? Trayvon Martin, did they smile upon him? Brother, I'm disappointed. I was going to rant. I was going to do it, but now I'm actually just heartbroken and disappointed that you would use your platform in such a way to disrespect not only Jill Scott, but the community itself we're literally in danger and you're sitting here basically saying that Jill Scott is lying and there's nothing wrong with the United States and the United States is safe for our children that just really triggered me like I started this with humor and now I'm actually just genuinely triggered and I don't really use the word spit but I would spit at your feet on this one and then the fact that people agreed with you is horrific what they did to Capernickel alone should show you that there is no patriotism in America. It's only the clan. But yes, crap on Jill Scott, who's probably been to more cities and countries than you've ever even heard about. But okay. Crazy, she uses her platform to try to empower us. And what did you do with yours? You made Jill Scott look like she's crazy. You, you did an Orlando Brown. Did a Kanye. It's crazy. They're trying to tell you something to save the community and you tried to black. Like part of me wants Jill Scott to see this, but the other part of me does it because she shouldn't even waste her time on such a coon's egg. She just shouldn't do it. So I do it. I waste my time on a coon's egg. I'm disappointed in you, young man. Do better. Gross. I can tell you listen to a lot of Nirvana. And I love Nirvana. But see, your other side is showing. It's showing bright as day. When you've become so cunetized and hypnotized and Americatized that you forget that if you were in a group of the people that you're saying wouldn't harm you, there's a chance that you would be harmed. There's a chance they would not accept your hair, brother, because you need a crown act just to wear that hair that you have on your head to work with the people that you're saying don't see blood in the streets nor see colors. If those people don't see colors, my brother, why do we not have the freedom to wear our hair? And not need a law to do that. But yes, ramble on that Jill Scott is disrespectful. Your government just tried to recreate lynching laws. Tennessee ensured that you can't marry a white woman. (laughs) They took down Oklahoma, Black Wall Street, Philadelphia bombings, Tulsa, all the rivers that have our people under them. But yes, you cooney, just keep on cooning. That's your right.
0: The level of disrespect Joe Scott had. The level of disrespect Joe Scott had for our entire country is.
1: The fact that we have a country that loves animals more than black people, I'm assuming, is not disrespectful to you, huh? The fact that we have a government who's openly admitted to dropping crack cocaine in black and uh, impoverished communities um, is not disrespectful, I'm assuming. We don't even want to go to, you know, like slavery and Black Wall Street and Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina being burned to the ground, you know, things like that. We don't want to talk about those, right? The stipulations to welfare for a culture of people who have been systemically cut off from wealth used to be he can't live there or we will not provide food for you and your children. I guess that's not disrespectful. I just did a delivery. Uh, Picking up medical beds, used medical beds, from a warehouse in Pennsylvania. And I dropped them off to uh, Sacramento, California. And the gentleman who was receiving them was from the Ivory Coast. And I had a little conversation with this brother and I said, uh, I said, uh, why are you buying these things? You know? He says, oh, we don't have health care like you guys do here in the United States. So I buy these beds And I send them back to Africa And that right there explains it all That right there explains it all Black people on this planet Get white people's leftovers But I'm assuming that's not disrespectful either And then the thing that really bothers me is Jilly from Philly though You come at one of the most upstanding black women in entertainment, period, period. Of all the booty shaking and stripping and and, and, and all that bullshit that we have in our culture, you wanna come at probably the classiest woman in music and entertainment. Somebody that has never um, done anything but entertain at the highest degree and hold her black culture to a standard—literally a Claire Huxtable. If you stand for nothing, you fall for anything. You should be ashamed of yourself. What's up,
4: world? It's
1: your girl Tamika Georgia Me
4: Harper. And when I'm listening to podcasts, I want the real deal. So I listen to Spoken Soul
5: Sessions with my man Poetic Black.
6: What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Ebony the Goddess. And when I'm in these poetic streets going from venue to venue, I'm tuning in to Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black.
0: You're, you're, you're listening to Spoken Soul session Sessions. You ready, my man? With Poetic Black Ain't nothing holding
1: me back but me And who's holding you but you with you.
0: Check this out man Spoken Soul Sessions Oh my god This is Spoken
6: Soul Sessions With Poetic
2: Black uh, Ladies and
7: gentlemen Boys and girls Bold stances and looted dances Got us here
6: You are listening to Spoken Soul Sessions With
7: Poetic Black start from scratch, exploring new possibilities. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Spoken Soul Sessions I'm your host, Poetic Black And I'm happy to be here I hope, I hope you're on your path today I hope you're not allowing anyone or anything To impede your progress I hope you're focused on the goal Today is the day we shine And I need us to get in tune We got work to do Spoken Soul Family What's good, what's good, what's good We got another dope episode lined up for you guys today Oh man, I'm excited The topic is hot The panel is ready And um We about to get into this What we're talking about today We're talking about the recent Rendition Of the National Anthem Performed By the lovely Incomparable Jill Scott Oh man This this performance This rendition shook up It shook up the world and um, people are talking about it And as you guys can see uh, in the beginning clip that I played You got black folks talking about it too So uh, we're going to get into all of that Uh, I want to introduce the panel today Uh, A wonderful panel we have Uh, You guys know her she's no stranger to the spoken soul sessions podcast she's been here before doing panel discussions uh she always brings so much input wisdom uh and i'm I'm happy to have her here in the building again today i'm talking about none other than the lovely lady obsidian rain And then we have, and then we have, you guys know this dude. You know, this is my brother from another mother. We go back like car seats. Uh, he's the co-host of of Iron Sharpeth Iron that we do every week on Clubhouse. Uh, this is a very talented brother, very deep brother. Um, and this is my brother. Uh, I want to welcome to the panel... Mr. Written in Pain. And finally, last but certainly, certainly not least, I want to introduce or welcome back to the Spoken Soul Session Studio uh our grio. This woman has been putting it down. In poetry for I'm not gonna say years, I'm gonna use decades, decades reaching out the genre that we love so much. I'm talking about none other than the all-around queen, the legendary mama oh Ladeji. okay okay now we're not gonna waste no time we're not gonna waste no time we're gonna get into it the discussion her rendition first let me let me just say this my position on it uh kudos to jill scott you know for singing that national truth the national truth forget the anthem that national truth that she so bravely and courageously did so I'm on the side of her and I'm pro this rendition and I nominate this rendition to be the black national anthem from henceforth out from henceforth this should be our national anthem when they play this anthem we should be hearing this because it's the truth Alright, so I want to ask the question I'm going to go around to the panel And I'm going to ask everybody Their their, uh, personal opinion Their personal opinion About this rendition Are you for it? Are you against it? Do you think it was disrespectful? Do you think it was in bad taste? You know, so this is the question I'm going to ask First up, Lady Obsidian Rain How are you doing, sister? I'm good, I'm good Can you hear me? yeah we can hear you we can hear you what's hey. good welcome back to the platform you know it's about to get it's, spicy when you in the building
8: <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute so thank you always for having me along with these conversations because i remember hearing about it and i was like oh okay artist i see you and so when you asked me about being on the panel i'm like okay so something must have happened why Black has to talk about this. And I, I was like, wow, people really were kind of split on this. Um, as an artist, I think she was amazing um, considering like during the time that that happened, I was also doing um, you know, Juneteenth in the city that I'm in. And we've been talking about like, it's like one of the first few years where it's actually been recognized at the federal level. So it, it was almost like, you know, retribution, like this is all going to come out on the table and as someone who looks at things from like this multicultural lens it's like how can you be mad at her for sharing art when you are creative yourself
7: great point
8: our our truths are our truths it's not like they've never remade songs I mean, you you listen to the ice cream truck goes by and if you want to go ahead and look up those original lyrics they weren't very wholesome either you got some kids playing like right like it, so i like that i like what she did i appreciate what she does as an artist let it be where everybody can hear it that's what art is for it's supposed to challenge you if you're feeling too challenged just sit yourself down but stop talking about other people and i'm good for now
7: <laughs> <laughs> all right mama O, the all-around queen mama O daisy same question what do you think about this? What do you think was you do you think that this was done in bad taste? Do you think that she should be applauded or she should be reviled for this rendition? What do you say, Mama?
5: Well, I think that <clears throat> she wrote that when she was young and that's how she felt. And I think most of us when we were in school and when especially when people were saying the whole complete thing about down to the slaves and all the different things. We never identified with it. <clears throat> and <clears throat> I'm sure a lot of people with poetic tendencies have made um, their own verses to that song, you know, made fun of it. Uh, she just did it in public and and at a time when it was needed to be done. But she didn't write it right then. She wrote it a long time ago. So evidently she felt that way and things have gotten worse. And I think it was the time for people to know exactly how we actually feel about that particular song. You know, um, pledge allegiance to the flag and all the stuff that we had to do or forced to do but never really feeling the benefits of being uh, a citizen or are we citizens? I mean, we don't even know if we're really citizens. I mean, I went to the birth certificate um, 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 place down in in my city and we were all in there and we were just comparing what was on the birth certificate And it was different things on everybody's birth certificate. Some people said colored, some people said black, some said African-American, some said, uh, you know, other. They didn't know, I mean, it was just different things on there. So we don't know which one of us are considered as um, permanent residents or are we, you know, getting the same benefits. But I think what she did was um, commendable. It was brave. And I felt like, you know, basically it was true. And if you know the nature of the song itself, Is talking about bombing people and being proud of that and taking people's lands and, you know, uh, us being, you know, uh, workers and slaves that we worked hard, you know, to make this country come up. And, you know, that's what they're giving us credit for. So basically, I think she did um, something commendable and historic. Mm.
7: I agree, Mama. Okay, my brother mr written in pain what say you my brother what do you think same question um first of all
4: um I just got a second a lot of what the, um what the lady said I, I myself have written my own versions of that song and like that line land of the free home of the slave I think any conscious you thinking black person has altered that line to that line exactly. Um, I don't know I think there's more so a problem because she's a public figure or that she did it on a platform where many people are going to hear it but I mean it's artistic license and at the end of the day you know that flag because that's what the song's about right that flag doesn't have a good relationship with my ancestors, with my people. I just don't feel like, I definitely don't feel like she should have gotten so much negative press from her own community about it. That's a whole different conversation, but um, you know, it's such a thing as artistic license. Like Obsidian Rain said, people remake songs all the time. Weird Al Yankovic made a career out of rewriting songs and remaking songs. Facts something that people do so she did her rendition of it and uh listen uh every uh, like any art is subjective but some people not gonna like it but um i applaud you scott for doing that man uh, she really she really earned a lot of points from me for doing that man.
7: yeah i thought it was very brave i thought it was very brave now talking about mama made a great point uh She brought up what the original song Was about if you can if you guys can go To my PTR you can look at my PTR And um I I, I I circled The stanza I circled the stanza that was talking about Uh this song first Was written by France well not a song It was a poem actually It was a poem that was written by Francis Scott Key alright he was A district attorney for Washington And uh he the the whole story behind this this is why they say the flag was still and the flag was still there all that it was because the british had came and they said look we're gonna bomb the shit out of this fort right here we're gonna bomb the shit out of this shit so all those captives that you have down there of ours they're gonna be free anyway you know, they're going to be free because Francis Key, uh, Francis Scott Key, he went to try to broker a deal so that they can release these hostages. So they say it's going to be a moot point after the night because we're going to bomb the shit out of that. And then after that, we know that uh, they'll be free anyway. So they they, they came. They said, we got a, we got a fleet of 100 ships and we about to bomb this joint. And um, they about like two and a half hours away. So they started to prepare and everything, and they start sending the bombs. They start sending the bombs. But the thing they was mostly uh, looking for was the flag. They was like, if the flag is still there, because the British had said, if you guys lower the flag, then the bombing will cease. And then you'll be, you know, you'll be a colony of Britain. So. So that's what they said. All right. That's what they was looking for. Everybody was looking for that flag if that flag will fall. So the flag didn't fall. And this was the the motivation behind this song. But if you pay attention, if you go into the whole entire stanza, because, you know, the thing about this thing, you have black people. You have black people. uh, They were fighting for their freedom on the other side. They were frightened for their freedom. So that stanza that he came with, uh, let's get the the, the actual wording. Let me get the actual wording. All right, here we go. The actual wording, it says, and where is that? Where is that band who so vaultingly swore that the havoc of war and the battles confusion, a home and a country should leave us no more. Their blood has washed out their foul footsteps pollution. No refuge could save the hireling and slave. Now, the hireling is, was mercenaries. This is what they say, the mercenaries. These was black ex-slaves who, who, who fighting for their freedom, they was considered mercenaries and hirelings. So he made mention of the, the, there'll be no refuge could save the hireling and slave. From the terror of flight or or the gloom of the grave. And the star-spangled banner in triumph doth wave. Oh, the land of the free and the home of the brave. So this was the sentiment behind this this poem. Star-spangled banner or this national anthem from the beginning was uninclusive. This guy, Francis Scott Key, was a was a slave owner. He was a slave owner. He hated slaves. He hated slaves. So for this song to be a representation, and for black people out of all people, to to get on this bandwagon and say, "Oh yeah, this is the home. This is our home. The home of the the land of the free. The home of the brave." And get on this this patriot train when the initial intent or sentiment behind this poem was was from the start from the beginning anti you but here you are waving your flag saying oh no she she's making it hard for us you always going to have some coon ass niggas coon ass niggas that's always going to come up and when we're trying to make progress when we're trying to you know you know push ourselves or propel ourselves to a better station You always have those people, those uncle ruckuses, you know, that that will always try to bring you back. I think Jill Scott is a hero for for using her platform to go out there and speak about the injustices, speak about the horrid truth of this country. You know, we was talking about remixing, uh, remixing songs and and things of that nature. Uh, If you guys came in the beginning of the show We was playing the music We played Nina Simone You know, Strange Fruit And um, that poem That was a poem initially as well Was written by Enable uh, Mirapol Uh, He was a Jewish man Who wrote this poem He had seen all of the atrocities Of the lynchings You know, and he decided to go Write a poem about it And this poem It it became renowned And um, many people redid this poem or turned this poem into a song uh, the first to do it i believe was Billie holiday uh, she was the first to do it and um nina simone did it uh, and throughout history many artists have came have come back to uh redo this song kanye he did it you know he sampled the song or or, or whether the case may be you know even myself myself i took this poem this poem was very inspiring you know, and um, uh, a poet, a poet that you all you guys all may know, um, Ed Mabry, phenomenal artist. He told me when I was interviewing him one time, he was like, it's necessary for us to take these poems that was so relevant at one time that has that had an impactful, you know, a, a real impact on the people at one time and then revamp them, redo them. You know, come back with them again, you know, in, in a different way to make the people aware, to make the people aware. So in the intermission, we got some more clips we're going to play before we get, I mean, later on in the show. Uh, but I'll play that rendition of that strange fruit. But uh, moving on in the conversation, moving on in the conversation. What do you guys think about the, the disrespect of these black individuals coming up? And and cursing Jill Scott, saying that uh she's bad for black America and things of that nature. What do you guys think about that? Mama O.
5: Well, I just think that's totally ignorance, number one, number two, wannabe, number two number two, and number three, they are totally, you know, um just like the Clarence Thomases of the world. These people, they think they're fitting, they think they've arrived and they don't want any parts of, um, of realizing that um, we're we are just not treated equally. And that song was definitely um, a, a punch in the throat. I mean, a punch in the gut, a slap in the face. Um, totally disrespectful to uh, any American that has come over here, um, come up to any type of um, standards to try to make it, try to go to school, get educated, they're discounting everything that we've already worked for, and they're still not standing with us to uh, uphold, you know, the principles, and go against what that song is standing for. They just want to pretend that it doesn't stand for that, and that everything is fine, and that's their illusion. And um, they're not entitled to, you know, uh, diss her for saying what she said, but they are entitled to their opinion.
7: Indeed, indeed. Now, I want to ask Lady Obsidian. Now, Lady Obsidian, uh, you know, you, you know what I'm saying, you've served, you know what I'm saying, for this country. And you're a black woman, you know. And uh, how how did it impact you? Did it make you feel any way by uh, her singing this song? Or were you, you know what I'm saying, did you have any mixed feelings or mixed emotions about it? It's always an interesting
8: um Reflect this period when I take into account, like, for many of us who have gone to, like, write their name on the dotted line and so, okay, I'm just, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna put my life on the line, you guys are basically gonna own me I'm technically your slave, and, uh, usually going to be in service of the freedoms that everybody else may get to enjoy because I may not come home one of these days, or I may not make it out the barracks one of these days and, like, I guess that can happen just being a woman, but being a woman and in the military um it's still just like what else do y'all want we are too quiet you tell us you don't know what we want we talk to you about what it is we want or what you're demanding like i feel everybody is always going to have something to say because the world Thrives off chaos it, It's been thriving off of war for I don't even know how long So if there's going to be a side that somebody can pick they're, they're they're going to If they need to have the attention They're going to And that's what many of us have died for right? It's the freedom for them to be able to make those choices But It's still just like Military aside Woman aside Black aside Every other label that you can put on me She spoke True. it's the same argument with taking the knee um we got we got people who got kneecaps blown off they can't take a knee or are are we expecting them to take the knee for us is that you know the kind of retribution or is it hey the old reason why we always got sent off to war is because something wasn't being done right when we take this oath it says against foreign and domestic so if this is how a war has mm. to be fought on our soil, then so be it. But don't for one moment get on your high horse and think that if you were in her position, seeing things that she has seen in this world because of the way she travels, because of the way she hasn't she has eyes like an artist. Mm. Your your platforms have a hierarchy. <laughs> Just the same way you want to put other people above you that you want to dance for you want it to be a minstrel just say
5: that
7: Mm. it's it's deep it's deep man it's it's really deep you know because for me it's very infuriating you know it's very infuriating you know uh to see you know people turn a blind eye to what's going on it's like it's adding insult to injury you know like at least give us give us that recognize the bullshit we're going through recognize it but but at every turn you have people who look just like you and me who would try to make excuses who would try to oh that's in the past we should just get over it we should just get over it it's in the past i why we still harping on this on this notion and um you don't st- you don't say that to other people.
8: It was said the military is protecting freedom, or, or I think it's the brainwash of the military is that we're protecting freedom, but really we're hired to end freedom. Um, at no point can we ever pretend that from the dawn of time we have accumulated a fighting force to procure resources and defend land. That is really and always the first choice of you know the military operations Mm. um and there are a good many of us that go in with absolute honor and integrity and this belief in a value system that wasn't us being brainwashed when we got there we had those values in us to go Mm. but i will not say that for one moment when i did not sit there and go through the training had i not had to have a conversation with my sergeant like yeah, I might wanna start my court martialing papers now because I'm not sure I'm gonna obey that particular. <laughs> <order>. Like <laughs> that was me being as true as I possibly could be. Um which is why when these veterans come home, they need our love and our respect and unjudgmental comp- like compassion for the horrors that they've seen because they had the they had that heart posture mm that all put aside <laughs> mm. um yeah. that's how I feel really as, as you know this being that I am in all these different dimensions I,
5: I would like to know what year you went to into the uh, forces
8: I will tell you I'm a baby I was in uh before 2010 and you know I'm, I'm definitely like after 2005 so I'm literally a baby with regards to military experience that's why I say I am like on the surface of what other people have dealt with and I have this level of compassion Mm. like Hawaiian black would have had to be the one to really tell you guys that I am a military veteran because it's not something that I really bring up all too often and I had a marine tell me that at no point should I ever downplay the role that I played while I was in the military to compare it to somebody who's gone through something worse yes there's always going to be somebody in the world who's gone through something worse <laughs> so we are thankful for you know what we have and what we can experience and that's why it's like no matter where anybody is in life respect is the utmost that i would treat somebody with i don't care about your history i care about the fact that this is a person
7: definitely yeah. all right now pain coming from the experience of an artist you know, you're you're a writer. You express yourself, you no know, more than anybody that I know. You know immediately. You know what I'm saying, um, your pen is like a faucet. Coming from an artist's perspective, what do you think about what she did? I think that's what artistry is
4: about. I think you know that's why we do this art. Is always supposed to make people think. Time right? of. You know, dictate the culture and kind of, you know, be the backdrop for the storytelling of the culture. And I think, you know, that's where that's where we at right now. You know what I mean? I, I think as a culture, we not we are not feeling that we're not feeling that flash right now. Okay? And if nobody' gonna say it, or if none of us have a loud enough voice to say it, she said it. And there's only those who are trying to find a position or those who have taken the position of Kuhn that has really anything against what she did because I find it, you know, it's hard. It's hard for me to understand why someone would have this, someone from our culture would have this unadulterated loyalty um, to a country that... It, that really don't treat our culture fair or, or or you know, we after all this time I still feel like, you know, our treatment is substandard. But in terms of being an artist, you know, Jill Scott is a poet. Indeed. And I think um I think that's that's what we do with art. I mean, that's what we do and we sometimes say things that make people uncomfortable but it usually is making people uncomfortable is is either because we're saying something out loud that people want to keep quiet or you know some people don't really want that shit to be said to the masses
7: because you know it's going to be some feedback Mm. Jill Scott is a poet she is a poet you know and um poets we do have that tendency to speak at the matter at hand you know not all of the rainbows and butterflies and the the fluffy stuff but speak about the truth to the matter you know and um it's crazy man it's crazy like when i heard some of these comments from some of these brothers man like I'm like, damn, man. I'm like, where do you get your coon degree? Like, where do you go? Where do you go to apply? It's like, damn. You know, it's like, I don't know if you guys know about this guy. Uh, a couple of them. Uh, one one of them is Brandon Tatum. Brandon Tatum. Uh, Candace Owens is another one. You know, uh, every time something ha- happens, you know, whereas, you know, it's for us to get the benefit of the doubt. You'll find them being the voice of the doubt. You know, you find them. You know, when the uh, Ahmaud Arbery uh, case happened, you found this dude, him and Candace Owen. Oh, he was wrong and he was about to steal something. And that's why, that's why they shot him and all, and, and making every excuse why it was his fault when he was the victim. You know, and is um, if it's infuriating when you see you know people who look like you, you know, being uh, being the ringleaders. They be they they're the ones championing the agenda. Oh yeah, nah nah nah. Yeah, Whitney Houston did it better, and uh, uh, uh and, You know, what I'm saying they'll be the ones to try to torture you. Richard Pryor said that shit one time. He said, uh, he said, black people, man. He said the black cops be the worst cops. You know what I'm saying? They'll beat you over your head worse worse than the white cop. Told about nigga, you trying to fuck up my pension? You know what I'm saying? They, they'll, they'll, they'll put the billy club to you quicker than the, than, than the man would. You know, trying to prove a point. Trying to say, look, look at me. Look at me. Uh, I'm with you guys. And it's infuriating. You know, the best thing people can do is to tell the truth. Whether the truth is ugly whether the truth is disgusting and despicable, let's deal with the truth. And then we can work on resolving it. We can, we can work on resolving whatever the issue is if we first have that acknowledgement to say that, look, okay, we fucked up. What can we do to make it better? What steps can we make to, uh, to make this more of an of, of a even playing field? But now nah, we didn't get that. We didn't get that. What we what we was met with after the Reconstruction, we got the lynchings, we got the Jim Crow, we got the the segregation, we got we got all of this shit. People say that you can, uh, you know, action speaks louder than words. Action speak louder than words. If you're truly, you know, if you're truly you know remorseful If you're truly You know regretful Then it's going to show in your actions It's going to show In your actions If a person want to mend their mistakes And rectify their behavior It's going to show in their character and their actions A person that says I don't drink alcohol no more You're not going to find them in a bar You're not going to find them there. Their actions is going to say I'm, I'm anti this I'm against this But in this country Only thing we have is You know perpetuation We have you know Over and over again You know we just find In different ways to show Some form of, of, of segregation Some form of, of, of Oppression Just something Do something We always going through something You know And uh, it's crazy it's crazy. All right, what we're
5: going to do is... I want to say one thing about um, the military as far as women. Black women are more in danger in the military than they are outside in the regular world. Um, I put two names in the chat room. Um, that One was raped, killed, and it was covered up by burning her body by her platoon mates. She was a 19-year-old black woman. And the other one, uh, they're still looking into her case because they're, the, the government or the Armed Forces is covering it up, saying that um, they don't really know exactly what happened. And uh, both their names are in there. Both their stories are still out there. Uh, one is Lavinia Johnson, and then um, the other one is Vanessa Gillian. Gillian. And uh, one was only 19 years old, and she, she was going to fight for her country, but her platoon mates turned against her, raped her, burned her, and did all these different things. And then the military covered it up. And uh, it's no way in the world that, and her family hears this song being sang that they can't uh, feel any type of camaraderie with the, with that flag and that song uh, when their daughter was de- uh, was defecated on and, and, and raped and everything else in, in the mil- in the hands of the military government.
7: And uh, thank you for mentioning those names to bring awareness to it, Mama Oak. Uh, it's crazy the, the the different atrocities that we face. On, uh, on a daily basis Time and time again You know it's like there's no You know it's like it's not getting better It's just getting worse You know and the people that's in it The, the people that's in the thick of it Can see it We can see it So until people want to have A real discussion About making changes About you know treating people Equally Treating people fairly you know when when i go get in my car and go drive and i get pulled over by the police my chances of making it out of that stop unscathed is not the same chances as someone who don't look like me you know we always got to be on our p's and q's we always got to be you know above reproach
5: yes and the first step is to get them to acknowledge it and that's what I think her song was about.
7: Indeed, Trying
5: to get people to acknowledge that what's actually the reality. And, and, and um, if they can just acknowledge that this happened and it's still happening, and that song basically is a, a, a direct insult to us for um, putting our children in the military. Our, our boys go first. They get on the front line. And if they don't want to go, then basically they're headed towards prison. But it's like you either go here or you go there. You know,
7: indeed. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to take, I'm going to play a clip. I want to play a clip. And, uh, when we come back, we'll discuss this clip right here. Uh, We'll be right back after these messages. The
6: national anthem
7: is racist, here's why.
6: The holiday known as the Fourth of July marks the adoption of the Declaration of Independence by the 13 original American colonies in 1776. The Star-Spangled Banner, however, was not considered to be the US national anthem until 1931. Initially titled The Defense of Fort McHenry, the anthem was written in 1814 by a white dude named Francis Scott Key. In order to understand why the national anthem is so problematic, you gotta know Key's backstory. For starters, Francis Scott Key didn't believe in freedom for all. In fact, he was a slave owner. He thought slaves were an inferior race of people who were untrustworthy and indolent. As district attorney for the city of Washington, he fought to defend slavery, opposing abolitionist cases. It's pretty fair to say Dude was a racist. Back to the national anthem. The year was 1814. The U.S. and the British were nearing the end of the War of 1812. He was on a British ship in the Baltimore Harbor, negotiating the release of his homie. Then on September 13, 1814, the British Navy launched an epic attack on Fort McHenry. It lasted 25 hours. Somehow the military base endured the attack and the next day, the American flag was still standing. He was so inspired by the sight of the flag that he wrote the Star-Spangled Banner, which started out as a four stanza lyrical poem. But that third stanza, is flaming Trash.
9: And where's that band who so vauntingly swore that the havoc of war and the battle's confusion? A home and a country should leave us no more. Their blood hath washed out their foul footsteps' pollution. No refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave, and the star single banner in triumph doth wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave.
6: That's Jason Johnson. He's the political editor at The Root and an MSNBC contributor. His article, Star-Spangled Bigotry, The Hidden Racist History of the National Anthem, reintroduced this story into the nation's memory.
9: The hirelings were mercenaries and then the slaves. He was referring to former black slaves who had joined the British. So he's clearly saying nothing could save you all. The
6: colonial marines were runaway American slaves who fought as sailors and soldiers for the British
9: in return for their freedom.
6: Why was Key hating on them? Francis
9: Scott Key was at the Battle of Bladensburg, and he was a lieutenant at the time Uh, for the US and he ran into a battalion of colonial marines. I mean, they snatched his chain. He was beaten soundly. He was never particularly happy about the idea of free black men, but then free black men taking him to the woodshed was more than his ego could handle.
6: In other words, the author of the US national anthem, Francis Scott Key had a bruised ego because he got his behind whooped on the battlefield.
9: If you break this down sort of line by line, this is his clapback.
6: I'm not surprised by the hypocrisy of this song. The national anthem, written by a slave-owning white man, condemns valiant black soldiers who were fighting for their own
9: liberation. Anyone who tries to reformat and reboot and reconstitute and play linguistic gymnastics and view this stanza as something other than what it was, is trying to put their 2018 attitudes as a way to rationalize and justify what was endemic white supremacy, white nationalism, and bigotry on the part of a man who lived to create what is supposed to be one of the most patriotic songs in American history.
6: Land of the free, home of the brave. God bless America, I guess.
7: Black bodies swinging in the southern breeze. Please inform us the purpose you curse us. This blood you thirst, why do we consistently quench, instinctively clench when we see you? Whether it's a barbecue or street vending, it's you pretending to be concerned. Yet it's your lack of discernment that leaves us riddled with bullets. And you claim your intentions are sincere, Where? The invention of fear is fictitious, but I guess a nigger will always trigger suspicion, not to mention the lynchings. That has yet to be made a hate crime, despite nearly 200 times put up to vote. And you wonder why black people don't vote. Yet you tote this shame with pride. Who are you to decide who live or dies? The lies you mass broadcast has a vast perception on how we're viewed, pursued, Without the benefit of the doubt, that's why Oscar Grant got bullets and Dylan Roof got taken out to Burger King. I guess the evilest people do the kindest things, or why a lady singing the blues calls the major scene, prompt the FBI to set up frivolous stings in the pursuit of liberty justice y'all know the routine but it's just us your justice seems to evade you can't take it when the evil you conjure meets you face to face what are you afraid of the fruit you produce what is it strange do it leave a stain on the fabric you try so hard to maintain remove the disdain by way of miseducation and force no morale to appeal to because it's non-existent of course it's deliberate to make you see your crimes but what happens when we stop singing and get convicted for really doing the crime is this the image depicted that scares you shitless descriptive memories paints these histories see them swing the scent in twisted mouths, eyes protruding. Blood is on your hands. A horrid hue has stained this land. And there will be retribution. Southern trees bear strange fruit. Blood on the leaves and blood at the root. Black bodies swinging in the southern breeze strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees pastoral scenes of the gallant south the bulging eyes and the twisted mouth scent of magnolia sweet and fresh then the sudden smell of burning flesh here is a fruit for the crows to pluck for the rain to gather for the wind to suck for the sun to rot for the trees to drop here It's a strange and bitter crop. All right, all right, all right, all right. We back, we back, we back. I wanted to get to the comments in the chat. I wanted to uh, read some of the comments in the chat. Miss PSKV Reality Queen, she said... I agree that Jill Scott is art and poetry. Poetry and art, as always, has been political and to bring new ideas to our attention for change and for our awareness. Comedians do the same thing. Talk about issues that some will not talk about, but the situations are hitting, are hitting us in the face. I agree. I agree. Comedians, you know, comedians are known for this. You know, taking real life situations and and making them comical. They done they done made comedy about JFK, about you know about a whole bunch of stuff that has happened, has been you know supposed to be an atrocity, and they take it and they and they and they turn it into laughter. So uh, and 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 you if you notice, spoken word artists and comedians are you know they they run that same circuit you know comedians are a little bit more well more known than than spoken word artists in some regard but they run that same that same circuit you know and uh talking about the same thing you know taking real life situations and turning it into art so yeah that's a great point miss pskv you know uh let me see another comment we got in the chat let's see let's see all right uh oh yeah i wanted to uh to invite the the panel, if you guys wanted to do a poem, if you wanted to do a poem, if you had a poem prepared, if you wanted to do a poem, uh, yes, you can do a poem, you know? Payne, you got something prepared? I mean, I got conspiracies. So you want to hear that? Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, what about you, uh, Lady Obsidian Rain? You have a piece you want to share?
8: I will, uh, I'll just double check the archives real quick
7: okay and uh mama oh our griot uh you know you always got something you know what i'm saying mama you always got some you got something for us to share for them um, to share with us
5: i'll look for something and uh, while the, the other people are performing i'll look for something that no is rush appropriate for, the, for the topic no i i didn't know so i'll, I'll have something when it comes to me
7: okay it, know what I'm saying it's no, no, I'm not putting no pressure on nobody because, you know, what I'm saying we this is just talking. We just talking. But just for the you know, for the for what we do is all all of us are artists. So what we do, you know, what I mean, just, you know, share a little something for the people if we have it. It's cool. You know, okay. but I want to keep it along the lines of the topic and what we're doing now, you know, and uh, keep it to the panel. But uh, I definitely want to acknowledge some of the um, people in the audience. And people in the chat, you know, if you got something to say or you have a, a comment, you know, definitely put it in there. We'll we'll definitely uh, read it or if if need be, we can bring you up, you know, if it's, if it's something that I'm pressing to say. But uh, <clears throat> but yeah. So along with the topic, along with the topic, you know, uh, you know, I think in, you know, in conclusion, I think that Jill Scott. Was very brave, you know, being the fact that she's an artist, an accomplished artist, to take her platform and risk it, you know, risk it, doing something like this, risking it and putting it all on the line to speak her truth, to speak our truth. I think she should be applauded for that. I think under no circumstances should she be reviled, you know, definitely commended for what she did, you know, speaking our truth. And um, it's a reality, you know, and art is supposed to, it's supposed to, you know, reflect our expressions, you know, that's the whole purpose of it, you know, so uh, I don't know. So, Payne, you ready to spit that Um, conspiracist?
4: Someone must have gave Booth that OK to shoot. Think about it. President Lincoln shot in his back. Nobody had his back. They expect you to conceive or believe shit happens just like that. See me? I don't eat everything on the menu. I know some of that shit they spit from the pulpit be bullshit. Historic comic strips read like cartoons. Ain't no emancipation proclamations or men walking on moons. I know I done stripped read the title. I know Shakespeare wrote King James Bible. I know the government sells seeds to farms. I know what's in them vaccines they feed in your arms. Yo, who still thinks Oswald killed JFK or James Earl Ray killed MLK? You know what's funny? Nobody asked why there's pyramids on American money. We won't discuss UFOs. Keep that disclosed. President Clinton said no genetic cloning, so the government don't make clones. And killing Malcolm, yeah. I know the Nation of Islam acted alone. The mob did not help Marciano go 49 and 0. Yo, where did Jimmy Hopper go? Y2K, Anthrax. West now, let in your water, swine flu, COVID-19, what now? HIV was made in the lab, you know that's true. I mean, they didn't inject it in the monkeys unless the monkey was you. Use your head. I mean, if sex was the way AIDS was spread, the way we fuck, we all be dead. Use your brain. How you hijack four planes with fake bombs and razor blades? No guns, no nothing. World Trade, Pentagon, nobody, no nothing. Yeah, the government's stay too full of tricks. So after that 2000 election, I said, fuck politics. I know the media invented crack babies. I mean, really, how did crack even get here in the 80s? I mean, did it, did it? Did it wash up on the beach or fall out the sky along with America's heroin, cocaine, and weed supply? One more time, please tell me, how did Michael Jackson die? Bob Marley, Tupac, Whitney Houston, Lady Guy. Sound like somebody must have gave him the slip. You know, the old Jack Ruby hit. You know, the whole I'm up dead, far and said some shit. How they find Saddam when they was looking for Bin Laden sitting with bricks of American money? They've been had him. I don't read between lines. I look behind them. They were supposed to put Osama behind bars, but they couldn't find him. I guess they were too busy looking for life on Mars. <sighs> you know, in a country founded, perpetrated, and built on lies, What's clear to see? My country tis of thee. The sweet land of conspiracy. was in pain.
7: So, oh, so true, man. So true, man. This land is founded on conspiracies. It's crazy, in that
4: poem man it's real shit now like when i wrote that poem i was talking about ufos and cloning and shit man just, that's why i, I have points in that poem hard to get through because it's like look where we at man and when i wrote that poem none of that was happening bro.
7: slaves of the millennium you know what i'm saying they even have they even have uh <laughs> the apple the apple watches out you know where you can talk to your watch you know you talking through you're talking to the phone on your watch that was like about three, four years before that. You know what I'm saying? In that poem, Slaves of Millennium. And you was like talking on your wristwatch. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. It's crazy. You know, but that's expression, man. Dope poem, man. Dope poem, man. It still hit today. Those are one of them pieces that's just timeless. You know, it's gonna hit, you know, two, two, three years later. Same shit going on. That's that's the evidence right there that we ain't making no progress. That's the evidence, you know. All right, Lady Obsidian Rain, are you ready, Queen? I don't even know if I should go after
8: him. Anymore.
7: <laughs> Stop that! <laughs> Bring out those the, that obsidian. You but know. B- <laughs> B- <laughs> B- it's funny because like I I know I had that aspect
8: of me, but. N- those poems haven't quite come out yet. I, this this one that um I wrote was a bit of a reflection. Um, and it's called it's called June nineteenth, and, and this mm. this one has like the loving side of rain included in it. So uh, y'all don't come for me, okay? All right. This, this is what the poem <laughs> be what the poem is.
7: <laughs> I quit. the The stage is yours.
8: June nineteenth, two thousand and eight. An anniversary I celebrated with my blonde haired blue-eyed lover. Met on a military base in Texas. We were Bonnie and Clyde, master and mistress. Awareness of past cruelties of history was never considered to be a detriment. See, I never grew up believing in separating colors outside of doing laundry. I only saw souls to love. So I often got swallowed by his ocean blue eyes, found I could fly in the vastness of the sky, wind, that carried the hopes of Martin's dream. Once hand in hand, we were Virginia's loving. And even though we didn't last, self-love was the ultimate task. June was the beginning of my liberation journey. Flashback, June 19th, 1865. Troops arrived in Texas to announce freedom to slaves of US trade being in effect since 1863. Emancipation Proclamation. The second independence in 1776, we lift voices to sing. Resounding ring to bring about harmony. It's 2023 and somehow the battle still exists. Blacks against whites, haves against have-nots, but we celebrate that we're more free than before. We celebrate as a remembrance of lives that endured the worst. We are the survivors of survivors. And with each breath we give birth to a future of our design as long as we don't stand to the side, unwilling to use our voices to speak against injustices, just wanting to survive. Don't be dumb, deaf and blind. Oppressors only oppress out of their fear. Let us be unafraid of the victory, of the history. June 19th, Juneteenth, freedom from being called slaves. So it's time we stop acting like some, forfeiting our right to live according to our light and truth and in love, not to the stereotype that keeps us bonded to crafted acceptance. I will never be your Negro, never limited to your status quo, never oppressed by your fear. This heart knows which way to grow, so. the every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. ring with the harmony of life. Tea. Let our rejoicing rise High as the lifting skies Let it resound Loud as the rolling sea It's Juneteenth. I am free. Poem.
7: Wow talking about renditions the little james weldon johnson i i i hear you obsidian i hear you you know what i mean dope piece man it's just can't crazy
8: forget what we were taught like let's be real can't forget what most of us didn't even know to that
7: that's true that that is true you know and uh our education has been you know definitely our education has been compromised you know uh it's been a gendered base you know the stuff that they teach us, so yeah, I, I I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. You're right. We can't know. We can't expect to know what we have. We weren't taught, but now in this day and age, you know, ignorance is not an excuse because we have a we have a plethora of different ways to access information. You know, but dope poem though, dope, dope, dope poem, man, for real. Okay, the all around queen. Are you ready, Mama O?
5: It's called survival in the midst of ignorance. My prayers are not asking you to save me from my enemy. My children have turned their backs. They praise dance with many adversaries when they need be refuting, protesting, and rebuking. Amongst those who fight against me, be my offspring. I fear not the man who I already know to be the beast, while my eyes follow my historical foe. Those created in my womb go behind my back and sign treaties with known enemies, chiding our valuable place in history. They do not want to know how they got here. They do not care. The nature of the beast consumes them, eyes full of temptations, We kept their butts covered and gave them what we could not have. Instead of gratitude, they give us latitude, gossip, and scorn. We cannot reach them. They love the enemy like a favorite pet, stroking the dog and biting the hand that feeds them wisdom. We walked miles with no shoes, prayed for our families. Now our families prey on us. With everything handed to them through the struggle, our children have rendered our efforts useless and in vain. Vanity be thou sanity, consuming life from top shelves and cafes, thinking non-sober thoughts, who knows why we now be despised. Deaf, deaf are their ears when they hear our names holding us accountable for the shame, never ready for the change. My prayer now is, God, save me from my people. The joy that settled in our accomplishments are now unsettled disappointments, disturbing, unnerving. They want their cake crumbs. I said they want their cake crumbs and eat them too. Save us from the disgrace of how they discount all we sacrificed. We made it through, and we have shown ourselves strong. Strength against all odds. How now they praise dance with enemies. They drink no more from separate fountains. They never sat in the balcony by force. They never knew the colored section. They never stood on buses. And those of us who never found a soft place to land in this concrete jungle, have lined your bottoms with cushions from the sacrifices and the suffering we've endured and watching you again discount us as you leave us to ridicule of your own judgment, as you praise dance with those who aspire to see your detriment. Never have so many brave elders have to watch their own children rob them of their own glory. Imbeciles. Even an imbecile knows when he's better off. Even an imbecile knows when he's better off. That's the sad difference between a slow learner and a fool. A fool never cares nor takes responsibility. The slow learner finally learns. And is delighted to be enlightened where the fool continues to waddle blissfully in his own ignorance, resenting all who shed light on the error of his ways. Those who have his best interests becomes their stumbling block. Now it's difficult for them to blame others with the bright light shining on their stupidity. With bright light shining on stupidity, we give them proof. We give them truth. Truth should have opened their eyes, but they seem blind. They seem overwhelmed. They are not interested in our story, never realizing that those stubborn heads of theirs are buried in the sand. But we still must stand guard over their protruding asses until my children have learned where they fit in on this earth and what they are truly worth. They will continue to praise dance with enemies. They will continue being eaglets, flapping around in the yard, clucking with the chickens, never soaring or getting off the ground, bewildered by our own diminutive etymology. The elders and the ancestors, we just shake our head. (coughs) We look dumbfounded and mutter. Where did we go wrong? Where did we go wrong?
7: Are you okay, mama?
5: Yes, I'm okay.
7: All right. Take it. Oh, that's a powerful piece. Powerful piece. Powerful. These are the pieces that, um, this is the, these are the pieces I be talking about, man. You know, that evoke change, man. That's, that's talking about it and, and, and seeing it how it is, you know, powerful, impactful piece, mama. Wow. I mean, this has been a great discussion, great discussion to get some of the the things that we feel out about, you know, this whole ordeal, you know, it was some it was some things that was said, man, you know, some things that that was very thought provoking, you know, but the overall theme, you know, is that art is expression, you know, and um, as an artist. You know, I'm of the impression that as an artist, you should have the, the freedom to express yourself the way you feel it from your perspective. You know, comedians do it. We should be able to do it as well. You know, if we're, if we're even artists, people who draw, you know, uh, an artist can draw whatever his imagination or her imagination, you know, think of. You know we can put a censorship on that No whatever you you made a unicorn With three horns and so What you know that that's your Expression you know we don't Put no licenses on that You know and um I think what Jill Did was just absolutely Brave and uh she should Be she should definitely be Commended I wanted uh You know one more One more comment I seen in the Um in the chat You know uh brother habib you know saying brother habib he said we have no unity look at how the jews will join together at the slightest negative comments towards their community they will parade the hardships in their history in front of the entire world and no one would ever say they have victim mentality this is so true it's so true you know you know when other people uh you know talk when they talk about the the holocaust they don't come at the um the the jewish community and say oh you guys are just having victim mentality and all it's 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 so long ago why why don't you just get over it they don't say that it's considered being anti-semitic you know but every other year they make a new slave movie every other year they make a new slave movie they make they made roots twice how the fuck you make roots twice you know the first one wasn't good enough you know all these different all these different movies depicting us in the worst of images depicting us as being lowly depicting us as being nothing you know and they do it every so often no matter what they, they just change it up a little bit Django you know what I'm saying it's always something new 12 years a slave is always something new nobody feels no way nobody feels no way about that you know So true, my brother, man. So true. You know, is um, you know, we need to get on one accord. We need to be, you know, more unified. You know, black people should have been coming out in droves and supporting Jill Scott. Droves supporting her. Yeah, this is the way we feel. This is the exact sentiment that we feel. The exact, exact. This is how we feel. This is what we see in the news. This is what we see in our communities. This is what we see, you know. But instead, you have the shush people, the shush, the shush mob. No, no, don't be talking so loud. Mass are gonna hear you. Have them, them individuals. You know, it's just infuriating. But this has been a dope discussion. You know, we've touched on a lot of topics, and uh, you know, um, I want to thank the panel. I want to thank the panel for coming out. I want to thank the panel for uh, you know giving us some some strong words of poetry some strong words even even in conversation you know to shed some form of light on this situation you know and um i thank you guys for taking the time out of your day you know and i'm um, coming to do the show and um this is the part of the show where you know i gotta address the audience so this is the this is the time of the show i need you guys if you're listening to the sound of my voice I need you to come close, pay attention If you can hear the sound of my voice, I need you to tune in My people I hope, I hope you stay on your path I hope you not allow anyone or anything to impede your progress We have so much work to do. We need to get all on one page, one accord, one heart and one mind. If you guys don't know anything about me, if you don't know anything about me, I want you to know this. I want you to know that I love you and I hope I hope you love me too. Peace.